Welcome back to the Fantasy Funk House, and this is what we've been waiting on. The playoffs are here, week 15. What a regular season it has been. Got my co-host, as always, Jerry Two Chains. Jerry, how's it going? Going good. Can't believe it's the playoffs already. Season flew by. We got a lot to talk about, a lot of storylines. A lot of things, yeah. And here to talk. Uh, those storylines through with us. Very special guest, Mr. Big Sky, Timbo. How's it going? Hi, Matt. Going good. Appreciate the invitation to join. Very glad to have you. Uh, member of the Sanctuary for Adult Men, which uh, we will be talking about here very shortly, as well as uh, Hashtag All Business, Judd Superflex League which I believe you are looking to make a repeat champion out of yourself. I am. Yeah, I fully, I have fully planned on doing that all season. And um, I'll be excited to sit on the sidelines this week and watch from afar um, as the oh, second nice. season. Bye. So, which is the way my team wins some matchups. I'm, I'm excited to be on a bye, I guess we'll say. So <laughs> you got a good squad yeah, looking to repeat. Yeah, you got a good squad. I've really liked my team all year. Um, I've, I have a completely different team than I did at the beginning of the year um, because I lost Javante and A.J. Dillon sucks and uh, a lot of, you know, just basically a, uh, a turnstile of running backs um, for me mm-hmm. right now. But I like where I'm at, and it's mostly due to Hertz and, and Herbert as my quarterback. So uh, Excited to to sneak in, and I can't believe Nick kind of played his way out last week. That was an interesting thing to see play out, and I was very happy to deliver that blow to him. <laughs> hey, sometimes all you need is your ticket to the playoffs. Chip in a chair is all you need, all you as need. they say. <laughs> Chip in a chair. Got to get there. <laughs> Phil Helm, you've taught us that way back in the day. <laughs> 1.6. Not <laughs> flush, 31 shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Jerry... Let's hear it. Playoffs are here. I know you're in five leagues. Playoffs How many did you uh, squeak in? So I went four and one last week. Um, the league I lost in was the league I'd, I'm already out, Crook League. I've been in last place for most of the year. Two big wins in my league and in uh, Dynasty League. Uh, so I ended up making playoffs in three of five. Um, third place in one currently. Uh, no buys. I didn't get any buys, unfortunately. Came close to getting one in my league, but it was dependent on another team, so can't depend on someone else to get you in there. Um, Dynasty, I pulled out some crazy stuff. I had uh, brutal buys in a must-win situation. I had Kamara out, Taylor out, Pittman out, Alave. Uh, I mean, just a majority of my starting lineup. Uh, luckily, I had Judy. I had him, and he decided to play this week and went yeah. crazy. But uh, now it's time. It's crunch time. Uh, all three. I got three matchups this week, quarterfinals. So a lot riding, do or die. It is. It is. Yeah, I went 4-2-1, uh, and one, which I'm very pleased about. Um, last week I went 6-1. and one, So closing out the season with two weeks like that, very, very pleased. Um, I got the... One seed in the bye in uh, your league, so I'm very happy about that. I got a five seed in Judd's Huge. league, I believe. Um, 
So I'll play Kenny picked off this week, and and <laughs> whoever sneaks by there will have the privilege of playing Judd in the semis. So not looking forward to that. Where else am I? Oh, Dynasty League, the the one that I'm in with you, Jared. I snuck in with the eight seed, but I play King Crook, who is not going to reverse jinx him, but a juggernaut. I mean, he's he's the team to beat. Pretty obviously, I'm just happy to happy to be there. Lost most of my team this year, so we'll see what can happen. My other Dynasty League, I'm on a tear right now. Uh, I I almost snuck in uh, for a bye over Nick Centra last week, but um, I'm at the three seed, and uh, we'll see how it goes. I like my team a lot. Um, Where else am I? Uh, The league that uh, called Brad's League, the the league that I help him run, I am the fifth seed. I play Buzz this week. He's got a good lineup projected to beat me by, I think, 10 right now. Um, Some unbelievably stacked teams in that league, so... Uh, it's not looking great, but like we said, chip in a chair. So it's a, it's a good week. It's a good season. Whatever happens, it's just fun to get in the playoffs. You can't stress about it. Um, but 4-2-1, and one, I said, and that one at the end was a lovely tie with our guest here, Timbo. Let's talk about this tie. So, was that the worst fantasy football game in, in the history of fantasy <laughs> football game? Not only – we have – Three ties between all of us here in the <laughs> in that league, right? Yeah, so gonna, you, that's my second tie of the. You of tied the year. Jared earlier this year. Yes, I tied right. Rocky. We've all tied. And then I tied no, you I, this week. <laughs> I hate ties. You got to go decimal points, fractional points. There's no reason not to, honestly. And I, and I think yeah. Matt in a, in a full PPR league, you and I tied at 89 big ones. Yeah. So. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> Not exactly a barber. This was, might have been the worst team that I've ever drafted. It was so bad. And it's Kyle Pitts. It's Swift. Uh, CD was yeah. okay. Um, the, my first five or six picks were just dreadful. So very happy I didn't get last. I can't believe I didn't get last. I, my team is so much worse than yours. But I'm oh yeah, take I it. took that that title. Um, <laughs> A fun fact about that, well, this isn't fun. It's fun for everyone else but me. I won that league in 2011. Yeah. Okay. And have not made the playoffs since. <laughs> I've barely wow. I've barely sniffed the playoffs. And certainly this year, being no exception, finishing 2-10-2. and two. What, How <laughs> dumb is that? That 2011, I think, was my first <laughs> year in the sanctuary. <laughs> and in 2012, I think I won it. And then I won it again in 2020. So okay. it's been a lot of Judd lately, but I did sneak a couple in there. And I don't know when Judd started. Was that 2015, maybe? Something like that. Yeah, I, I know he keeps maybe. talking about he won five of seven. So that's what? Yeah, about 2015, yeah. 16. Which, but how annoying is that? Five he, saying that, but. He's doing everything he can to, to win it again. Uh, I don't think his team's nearly as good as it is in his, or his uh, Superflex, but um, barring... Lamar Jackson, I think Alex has the best team by quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Nate's is pretty good too, though. I, I, I guess Judd's probably the third best team, but very anxious to see. I mean, Jared's not really in it to win it. I know that. <laughs> no, he's never. I'm in he's four. Never in I mean, I'm in the playoffs, but I don't know if that's considered in it. You well, know? there's only, there's what, I, six I teams? So. 
There's no. six teams in the playoffs. There's really only five teams that can win it. I mean, let's get real, Jerry. Yeah, you can. We're you being you really here. consider yourself in it. No, because you're in the playoffs. Is you're it the it. playoffs or is it is it contention? I would say is what he's trying to say. In the playoffs is contention, in my opinion. So yeah, I'd say you're in it. <laughs> yeah, well. I might have to take the quotation marks off. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, that would be a power move. We'll see how this uh, shakes out. So, Tim, are you just in the, the two leagues? You know what? I'm actually in two other ones. Um, Let's hear about it. And I just calculated. So I finished 26, 28, and 2, which is about, you know, about right for me overall. <laughs> um, I, I'm in a family league with my wife and her friends, and it is the weirdest league I've ever been in. Um, you get a po- – quarterbacks get a point for a – Attempt, okay. Oh, wow. Two points for a completion, wow. um, minus one point for an interception. So interception is basically nothing. So you guys like basically points, it is. is what you're saying? Well, no, because it's it's not a PPR league. <laughs> you play a defense and a and a defensive player, three running backs and three receivers, and it is just a disaster. Um, <laughs> I had the third pick and the people like start picking all these quarterbacks. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And I messaged my brother-in-law like, what's going on? He's like, read the scoring of this league. Cause he picked Josh Allen first overall. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's, he said, read the, read the scoring of the league. And it's, yeah, it's like the, the scoring that I talked about with just quarterback score. Like for example, Herbert scored 154.92 points last week. <laughs> I was going to say, Herbert throws 50 times a week. He He's threw a like, million passes. Yeah, so that's the thing. I, I remember there was one week um, where, I, where Josh Allen threw like five touchdown passes or four or something. But only he, only he was like 23 of 26, you know. And then that's, that same week. Uh, I think it was Joe Burrow threw like 50 times and he had more points, but he had like two touchdown passes. <laughs> that sucks. So at I that point that. I knew I was in for it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. About it. <laughs> it was, it's just, it's too much, but, and I'm in a work league too, which is on ESPN, which oh, I've never done before. And it is, gross. it is horrible. Yeah. ESPN is a terrible platform. I've, I've never done it. It's, it's impossible to like, I don't, I don't even know how to, how to operate it a lot of times they they you got to go through like three screens to get to one thing yeah. and it's yeah. terrible and you're you're you know when you're the monday night game's over they give you that matchup all all tuesday you, yeah. you can't like look ahead you know like sleeper does ahead, that too it's, i hate that yeah i i don't like that i don't like to be reminded how bad i am <laughs> That's what Jared Night's said. Over. yeah yeah get to the next week we're all in the next week <laughs> that week's over yeah. I don't care about my matchup anymore. You'd think that ESPN is the worst platform until you've played on NFL.com because it is nothing short of dreadful. Yeah, I've I've only been a Yahoo guy um, until this year. It's amazing how Yahoo just gets better and better and better like every year. I used to not like Yahoo at all, maybe like six or seven years ago. And I know like Jared always loved Yahoo, Weber always loved Yahoo. And I just hated him. And I was like, you guys are wrong. This is dumb. And then, like, slowly, that's just like, oh, these features are, like, getting better and better every year. And it's, like, not even close how much better it is than any other platform. And I, and I like Sleeper, but it's it's fairly clunky. Uh, but I don't mm-hmm. mind playing on it. 
So it's it ESPN. It's amazing that people still play on it. Just seems so archaic. It's like they haven't updated anything since 2010. And you'd think they'd have the resources to do so. You would think. Yeah, the mothership uh, pays the bills. We'll put it that way. So, all right. Well, enough of that grab assin. Um, I know Jerry (laughs) is tending to uh, his princess here, but when he's done. Um, I know he's got a, a little look at or a, or a look back at week 14 for some uh, some top performers. Yeah, so it was an interesting week. Uh, quarter beat, uh, quarterback, I can't even talk. Quarter beak. Quarter beak. <laughs> Poopy uh, Coopy. Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> uh, Trevor Lawrence led the week, 39 fantasy points. He had a big day over that win over Tennessee. Uh, after that, we had Jalen Hurts. Jared Goff with a big game. Um, it, right here, I see he's a free agent in our league. He was number three on the uh, week. Kirk Cousins against Detroit. We expected that game between those two, so we knew they both uh, were going to put up big points. They both ended up with 32 points. And then the big surprise of the week, Russell Wilson at number five. Where did he come from all of a sudden? What a Russell. One of his bathrooms, probably. <laughs> did he, did he, uh, he looked good for most of the game. He started getting mobile, running the ball, but got hurt at the end of the game. Um, I expected them to put up a little bit of a fight against the Chiefs, but that was much better than I expected. Um, moving right into wide receivers, Justin Jefferson was the leader of the week, 34 points. Try and get this one calmed down here for a minute. <laughs> Good luck. Um, Jerry Judy, number two. Three touchdowns on the week. Unbelievable performance by him. Pretty much the only person that was doing anything for Denver. Uh, Jamar Chase, number three. He's right back to form. 27 fantasy points. Tyreek Hill with 24. And then uh, BMW rounding out number five. Herbert with a big week. A lot of yards. Running backs. Big surprise at number one, Jarek McKinnon. 32 fantasy points. He went nuts for Kansas City. He had uh, 112 rushing yards and two touchdowns against Denver, which is usually not a very easy task against their defense. Right. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, number two, big game again, always catching a million passes, 28 points. Miles Sanders, Austin Eckler, and then James Conner rounding out number five. Tight end, Evan Ingram finding his way back to the top. 39 yeah. fantasy points. What a joke. I mean, <laughs> 11 for 162 and two touchdowns. Unbelievable game out of him. Uh, I was pretty shocked that they I picked Tennessee to win that game. Jacksonville's continuing to look good. Their defense came up big for him, too. After that first quarter, Henry had like 99 rushing yards. I was like, he's going to run for a million. And then they yeah. shut him down pretty much after that. Uh, David Njoku at number two, 18 fantasy points. Um, Tennessee t- rookie tight end. Can you pronounce his name for me, Matt? I know him as Chig Okwanku. That's, I think I that's correct. He had 18 points. He's come out of nowhere, starting to look like a, a real nice streaming tight end. Yeah, I wanted to. Uh, uh, I planned on, grabbing, planned on grabbing him in your league um, last week. And wanted to wait to see what was happening with that Seattle backfield because I had Tony Jones. And before they really made yeah. a decision, Eric D. went and snagged him. 
And then, uh, Tim, I think you grabbed him this week in the Superflex League, correct? I did, yeah. And I, um, in full transparency, I'd never heard of him until about two weeks ago. Oh, same here. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. There's fantasy football for you in a nutshell. I mean, Evan Ingram, every year it's like someone takes him and it's like this this guy's got it all, but he literally just can't catch the football. And then he puts up, what's that, 39 points you said? Yeah. Yeah. That's why we hate it and love it. (laughs) Yeah. But we keep coming back. Um, (laughs) Right. The the tight ends is easily the most frustrating position. There's no consistency. It's a crapshoot every week. Uh, Dalton Schultz uh, was at number four this week. He had 14 points. Then Dawson Knox found the way into the end zone to round it off at number five. Um, Overall's pretty good scoring week. Uh, Some really big performances. McKinnon, crazy. Yeah, that is wild. Interesting. It it changes. It changes a lot for just you know jumping right into the playoffs. It changes things. You know, McKinnon's a big name now. All of a sudden. And that oh, yeah. offense. Um, he's on so Yahoo anyway. He's projected like 14 points this week, which is wild. Yeah. And yeah. against, I think they're playing Houston. So, yes. Like the worst running Him defense and Pacheco in the league. Might both have 150 yards. I need a lot out of Pacheco. So that would be, that would be ideal. Um, yeah. Going back to Chig Okwanku, he is just a carbon copy of Johnu Smith when you watch him play. It's so weird that he's like on Tennessee because he looks like the same exact player and New England doesn't use Johnu like at all, but just like unbelievably athletic and big and he runs like a four five. But I think they have a type, it's safe to say. Um Yeah. Watching him play alongside Austin Hooper is like funny. Like it's comical. <laughs> well where where did he come from literally? Was he drafted or what what what's his deal? If he's got all those, why wasn't he I, I don't know, Tim. I don't know. He yeah. might be a small school guy. I don't know a lot about him. Um, I saw. I him. know that right that Tannehill likes tight ends. Yeah, you know? he does. He so always that, that, has. That yeah. makes that helps his cause. Yeah. Let me do a little little recon here. Which is why I you know tried to pick him up. Yeah, I had a, a claim in for him as well, but I went with uh, Jeff Driscoll, the quarterback tight end hybrid. So they went to Maryland. Yeah, I went to Maryland. Uh, it's 23. So he's an older rookie. Um, I hate to see that he was born in 1999. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you feel really old. Actually, a fourth round 99? pick, 143rd overall. So, um, I mean, mid round pick. That, yeah, I, I wouldn't have expected that. So. Maryland has a reputation for tight ends. That's where Vernon Davis went, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't know, to be honest with you. Tight end so. you. Yeah, hey, you never know. All right, well, it's a nice uh, a look back last week. And then we're going to jump ahead to week 15. So we got a full slate of games. Obviously, bye weeks are over. Um, so we'll try to rip through these pretty quick, hit the high notes here. Very interesting game tomorrow. The Niners at the Seahawks. Ken Walker supposed to play. Um, Brock Purdy looks like he's going to start. Debo's out for like three weeks. Debo's droppable at this point, um, unless you play in week 18. So just a little tip. 
Um, I, I wouldn't waste a roster spot on him unless you really don't need to, to pick anybody up. But um, I think these receivers are really going to um, push this San Francisco defense, and uh, I think it's going to be probably a lot of McCaffrey. So that'll be a very interesting game. Uh, one that probably won't be so interesting, the Colts at the Vikings. Uh, I, I, you know, I had the Vikings last week. Vegas knew that Detroit was going to win. Obviously, they knew that. Um, I don't know. It's weird how that stuff happens. I don't think the Colts have a chance in hell, uh, but the Vikings do have a soft defense, so I think that Taylor could definitely get home here. And, um, you know, I think Jefferson will – I think Gilmore will be on Jefferson, so that will be an interesting matchup. Ravens at Browns. J.K. Dobbins went off last week. And now gets to play the Browns. And, you know, if Houston isn't the worst run defense in the league, it's Cleveland. So um, Deshaun Watson sucks. It's going to be interesting to see how he progresses. If he does, he just looks completely lost. I don't think there's any chemistry with those guys out there. But Ravens do have sort of like a uh, pass funnel defense to where it's very hard to run on them. So Chubb's had a rough go as of late. But if anybody can get home, it could be Poopy Koopy and uh, DPJ and probably Njoku. I mean, he's playing out of his mind. Well, it's almost like Deshaun Watson didn't play football for 700 days. Yeah, he you can like definitely it. tell. Yeah, And I know you mm-hmm. didn't listen to, uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but Jared said there was so much rust on him, you got to sandblast it off. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's, prob- there's probably a... Uh, masseuse joke there somewhere but i can't find it yeah rocky rocky made kind of a reference to me too um so yeah he made sure to sneak that one in there um (laughs) these are saturday games i forgot to uh start off with that so i did not know that there was a, a third one i thought it was just ravens browns dolphins bills so dolphins bills dolphins are on a huge skid uh they're a shell of the team that they were earlier this year so um, it's disappointing. Two is just not playing good. I don't know if it's this ankle or what. Maybe, you know, people are figuring them out, this offense. But this is their Super Bowl, pretty much. Uh, they play the Bills. They beat them earlier in the year. Uh, that's when the big two, a head injury um, kind of debacle started. And uh, this is going to be, yeah, this is it. If they can't win this game, they're going to have just a hard time getting into the playoffs in general. So they have a, a tough slate coming up. But it seems like all the, the standard role players are in. Uh, we'll see how much Cole Beasley, Measley, Beasley gets some run um, for the Bills. Falcons at Saints on Sunday. Super boring game. Um, we'll talk about him later. Spoiler alert in the smash section. But I think Kamara is set up here to just go nuts. Completely nuts. You know, he's had some some bad weeks. Desmond Ritter getting the nod. I'm very excited to see how he plays. We've been kind of begging for it all year. And, Tim, what do you, what do you make of this Mariota situation? This is really odd. Um, he apparently has a chronic knee injury, Arthur Smith said, and there was no sign of any knee injury earlier this year. He was fine, and they benched him for performance reasons, and now they put him on IR with a knee issue that he's going to have surgery on. But before that could even happen, Mariota just removed himself from the Atlanta Falcons organization in general. 
So hmm. I don't know if you know like all the details of what's going on, but that's pretty much the gist of it. But isn't that it's one of the most odd things I've seen. Well, I, I, yeah, I didn't know um, about him removing. What do you mean he removed himself? Like he's, he's just away from the team and like not affiliated with the team right now. I don't know how okay. else to say it. It's a very weird thing. Well, is he? And I don't know if there's cameras when you release these. Probably not. But I'm air quoting. Is his knee? He, does he really have any injury? Right? That's the I, question. I think that kind of sounds like yeah, it's throwing a hissy fit. Um, to me, I, I think. Arthur Smith has probably seen, and maybe there's some pressure from the top to, to play your rookie because they're seeing the success that Justin Fields and um, Jalen Hurts are having. And Ritter's not in that those two quarterbacks class, but he's the same. He can run. Right. You know, I, like so I think Ritter. they're seeing yeah. that um, that can be done. So hence the, and I saw Arthur Smith said something about he would start regardless of, Mariota was having his knee worked on or not, which maybe it's true. Maybe it isn't. I do think he did say that a couple of weeks ago and I'm not sure about Mariota's knee at that time. Yeah. But um, I, I expected a lot more out of Arthur Smith there. I mean, he, he's an interesting guy. He's a weirdo. <laughs> he's the, yeah. The, the son of the CEO of FedEx and he's an NFL football head coach is, is kind of weird. Um, and he, you know, I, I think he just sees that, Hey, let's see what we have. You, you might as well. I think, I mean, Talk about a yawn fest with, you know, Atlanta and New Orleans. Why not see what you have? And, you know, he was a second-round pick, right? Might as well. I think he was, like, um, third or f- third round, late third round. But okay. still, I-, I like Ritter. I mean, I was kind of outspoken. I think he has a chance to be the best pro out of this class last year just because of the, um, you know, the athletic ability that he has. But, uh, he did say they they benched Mariota for performance, and then like a week later, it came out about the knee. And I just I don't I'm thinking that the knee's not maybe as serious as Mariota wants it to be. And well, let me rephrase that. I don't think it's as serious as <clears throat> the Falcons and Arthur Smith wants want us to believe. And it's kind of a crutch to fall back on of why Ritter's starting. And Mariota's pissed about the whole thing, and that's why he's kind of not with the team. Yeah, so who's doing the knee procedure? Is it like his own doctor? Or? I, have, I have no idea. I think it's a team doctor. It's a, it's a chronic knee issue. Wow. I, they compared it to like a Todd Gurley or a Sony Michelle. Sony's still in the league. You know, obviously he doesn't have a ton of miles on him, but uh, we saw how quick Gurley fizzled out. Um, I'm not a big Mariota guy. I never have been. He's just not a very good quarterback. He's a decent football player, but I think he, he has like 15 touchs, I mean, nine picks on the year, like barely 2,000 yards. He you can almost, had you almost guess his stats every, yeah. every week, and it'd be about that. He'd, he'd be like 15 to 22, 170, a touchdown, and a pick at least. Yeah, and like it's 35 rushing yards. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, that's, he's as good as he's going to be. And that's just, that's, it's, that's just it. And Atlanta knew what they were yeah. getting with Mariota, you know, like this isn't a surprise. Um, I think it's a shame that you've, I don't want to say sullied, uh, you know, your two best skill players in Pitts and London this whole year, but that's exactly what happened. So um, they've, they were winning games. It was one thing. It's, it's kind of a sacrifice of, do you stunt the growth of your team and the development of your 
you know, your franchise players, or do you try to win some cheap games knowing you're not going to have any shot at a playoff run this year, you know? Mm -hmm. So, all right. Um, Dove, dove down that rabbit hole. Shout out Lude Presents. Um, Steelers <laughs> at Panthers. I could not be less interested in watching this game, uh, especially if Mason Rudolph does start because he did split reps with uh. Mitchburg today, and that makes me want to gag. Um, I, I have no idea. The most exciting player in this game is probably... Well, it's to see what weird stuff George Pickens does on the sideline for me. But we'll, we'll see about Naj. He's got a hip thing. Um, Tim, you're a, a big Steeler guy. You want to... Uh, I, of, I, I am. and I, I mean, I'm interested in every Steeler game, but I, I'm more... I don't know. I go back and forth on the, you know, it's five and eight, so what does it matter to be, you know, six and 11, seven and 10? I mean, the draft pick at this point is probably going to be in the low teens. You can probably find a good tackle there, but I, I just, it's, I was talking about this the other day, you know, I'm, I'm almost 35 years old. Ben Roethlisberger was the quarterback for 18 years. I started really watching football when like really watching, I was, you know, 12 or 13. Right. So my, it's been my whole life to watch a good quarterback on a good team. I, I don't know what this is. This, this sounds kind of uppity and douchey, but I, it's weird to watch this team because I, I don't know what this is like, <laughs> you know, and it's I'm watching for development oh, no. of certain players. Um, I'd like to see where they go. George Pickens. It frustrates me. He doesn't you know, he's not getting those double digit targets. I, yeah. I don't know enough about, about football to know why I know enough to know that the offense is terrible and a professional defense can stop that scheme and those plays pretty easily and nothing seems to change um i'm a big tomlin guy but name me a tomlin assistant coach that did anything you know you talk about these coaching trees yeah he's got nothing no there's something to that i know he kind of probably rules with an iron fist and you know what he says is the is the law but when you're the head coach you can't be the defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator and the head coach yeah, I question a lot of things that Tomlin does. He's a very good football coach with the players, uh, but there's other aspects of being a coach that I'm not sure he's that great at, um, which I think is a fair assessment. And to be honest with you, I, I think I've said it before in here, I've, I've lost every ounce of respect for him after he kind of uh, fake jab-stepped at Jacoby Jones when he was returning that punt, you know, six, seven years ago or so. Um, that still doesn't sit well with me. So, but he's a hell of a football coach, and honestly, I think last year he probably should have been at least in the consideration for coach of the year, or maybe it was the year before. But uh, well, his, the reason he's so, you know, it, it's the players that are after him, you know, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown. I don't know that those guys changed a lot um, from who they were with him. I think it's you know he was able to keep them in line, so to speak. Yeah, because they needed it. You know, and obviously Antonio Brown's got the CTE issues. That's that's you know case in point of why that's yeah. a big deal. But you know, he always had the those. You know, he's always been that type of person. I think, <laughs> but you didn't know about that with Tomlin. It's weird because if you if you go back, and I don't want to I don't want to go down too many rabbit holes, but if you go back and watch early um, 
press conferences and interviews with Antonio Brown. He's so eloquent and articulate and uh, just kind of a pleasure to talk to. It's a completely different person. It's it. Just Google some like mm-hmm. 2000, I don't know, 14, 15 Antonio Brown interviews. I can't remember what year he came to the league, but like anywhere from like 2015 to 2017 or so, he is just like a very, he carries himself so well. It's, unbelievable how different it is from who he is today when you get hit in the head too many times that's what happens and you know it's almost like your brain's important yeah it's weird and shout out to nelson aguilar um by the way because he probably saved Devontae parker's life and (laughs) I, i mean i watched that hit it was not a bad hit and his head didn't even hit the ground that much so it was weird but he got up he literally had no idea where he was his Teammates had to help him to his feet and kind of help him into the huddle. And I I thought Aguilar was mad that they were stopping the game, which I was like, dude, you, this your teammate's like in bad shape. But really, he was taking a knee to try to get him some help. So that's good to see. But where were these spotters at? Like, this that's is one of the That's what I was most... just going to say. Isn't there a specific person that looks for these? I believe there's like two or three people or per team. team. That, that are that are watching these and Cliff Kingsbury thankfully challenged the play. I think that's what legitimately stopped because he challenged the uh, the catch in general and I, I don't know this was such a layup for the for the spotting team. So one of the worst ones I've ever seen and uh, he's very lucky that 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 uh, drive didn't continue because that that could have been like really really bad. Eagles at Bears could be a layup here. I know Dallas Goddard's uh, on track to return. I'd like to see them since, you know, I, I have him in a league. I'd like to see them maybe rest him another week. They don't need Dallas Goddard to beat the Bears. They don't need many of their players to beat the Bears. So um, Justin Fields uh, has an illness right now, so he is questionable. I'm sure he'll probably be pretty good, but otherwise – Pretty much start, uh, you start your Eagles. You're probably forcing to start Montgomery. Chiefs at Texans, another uh, lopsided game. Very similar circumstances to the Eagles-Bears. Chiefs are probably going to run a lot. We'll be anxious to see how Texans handle this quarterback situation. Um, a lot of question marks everywhere there. And uh, Kadarius Tony could be back. Mecole Hardman could be back. They opened his window up. Cowboys at Jaguars. You'd think it would be a layup, but Cowboys barely beat the Texans last week. God, do I wish they would have lost that game. They really Thank deserve you. to. Um, Trevor Lawrence looking good, but the Cowboys, I mean, offense is firing on all cylinders. They're a, a terrifying team, really counting on them choking in the playoffs like they usually do, but playing very, very well. The Lions at the Jets. The surging living room Lions at the Jets. So this is an interesting game. Wilson got promoted to the backup cube. Um, Jamison Williams back. Caught a tut. A lot of playmakers on this Lions team. DJ Chark had a big game. Goff. You know, I'm guessing that Amon Ra will be locked up by a sauce, but he might not travel. And I know the Sun God plays a lot out of the slot. So... That uh, that could be a big factor here. Just hope those Jets keep losing. Um, Zonovan Knight could have a 
huge game there. Cardinals and Broncos want nothing to do with this game. That Cardinals game against the Pats, we talked about it with, um, you know, Parker, but there were so many injuries. Kyler, Parker, uh, Connor went out for a little bit, Ramondre. Uh, I think there was another guy for the Pats. Uh, I thought they were going to have to stop the game. They didn't have enough people to finish. So Cardinals, I think, are maybe a better team. With Colt McCoy. Um, Tim, this is not a pro-Kyler pod. What are your thoughts on Kyler? Uh, he is one of the two most overrated players in the league. Who's the other one? Uh, Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, yeah, we're we're all in that in the funk house. Yeah, he's, um, I mean, I don't get it with Kyler. I really, I really don't. I mean, yeah, yeah he can run and throw, but... <sighs> So can most other quarterbacks. I just I don't see it. It's I like never he's have he's I, good I at running and throwing, but he's not good at football. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, that, that's, that's weird. good. He's uh yeah. I am I am very very anti Kyler. I'm anti Cliff Kingsbury. Um, I, I think they thought that they had it all figured out, and this was going to be a match made in heaven. And it's let's not forget Cliff Kingsbury had Patrick Mahomes in college and couldn't do anything. Yeah, he had a, a losing record with Patrick Mahomes in college. And and granted, Andy Reid developed a lot of um, Mahomes, but it happened quick, so it, it wasn't like everything. And the big thing with uh, this um, Arizona organization is I think the owner just kind of got hoodwinked because you signed Steve Keim through 2027, you signed Kingsbury through 2027, you just paid Kyler $250 million, I believe, he hasn't shown a thing, really, except, you know, some good stats last year, and he won Jerry a fantasy championship. That's really the best thing he can say he's ever done. And now you're out all this money, and you're stuck in your situation. And I think I saw an alert earlier that Steve Kime is just stepping away from the team as the Cardinals GM. So the team's in absolute shambles. Um, what a joke of an organization. And, uh, well, I don't know if you've watched that in-season Hard Knocks. I haven't. Um, I haven't watched any of them yet. I, I don't know. I, I watched it. I had a little extra time, so I've, I've been kind of watching it. And you just kind of get the vibe that the players don't really – they don't respect Cliff at all. Yeah. You know, when, he's got it, when he's got a team meeting, it looks like they're all falling asleep. And there's probably some TV to that in editing. Probably. But it's the same way with Kyler, too. They just don't – you know, like there's other hard knocks when you have a star player. Like I remember when the Texans were on there with JJ Watt and they were just like, looked at them like a God. Yeah. You yep. know? And they, with Kyler and there, there's a clip and I, I, I saw it on um, some commercials and there's a clip when the Cardinals, I forget who they were playing. It doesn't matter, but Kyler threw an incomplete pass and Hopkins came over to him on the sideline and said, what, what are you seeing? What'd you see there? And Kyler got all pissed off. He's like, you know, don't talk to him. I'm doing all this. And you could tell Hopkins is like, basically, why the hell were you throwing it over there? Yeah. Like, where, what made you think that that was a good throw? And it goes back to maybe he's not, you know, playing too many video games. They just don't seem to really respect him. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you could. I don't respect either one of them, <laughs> to tell you the truth. I mean, I'm not on the team. And my opinion means nothing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said before, this is not a pro Kyler pod, and it's certainly not a pro Trayvon Diggs pod. I feel like that's a weekly thing that we shit on him, so uh, we could mm-hmm. not be in agreement more there. All right, the Coes, it's going to be Colt McCoy versus 
the Ripper, Jerry, the Grim Ripper. <laughs> Interesting. I saw you picked up CSUT. I don't think he plays this week, Jerry, but you sneak through. No. You can have him next week. <laughs> Pats at Raiders. Um, not another, you know, not exciting at all. Uh, you know, you got Jacobs and Adams, obviously. Carr, if you're forced into it. Be anxious to see if Ramondre plays. He couldn't finish the game against the Cardinals. Uh, came back in and tried. It it looked like a really really bad injury, and then he was seemed okay, and then he was out again. So, he, he, Ramondre is literally the only player on the Pats you can start. Um, Jacoby Myers has yep. a concussion. Uh, Parker has a concussion. Mac Jones just sucks. Um, so. Other than that, I know Waller is set to come back soon and Renfro as well. So keep an eye on that for this coming week. You never know. Titans at Chargers. This is a very interesting game. Two seven and six teams. Chargers kind of, um, you know, surging a little bit here with the big win over Miami last week. Um, Titans, just an odd team to try to figure out. They were terrible, and then they were looking like one of the better teams in the AFC, and now they're back to, you know, close to 500. So that's going to be a good one. Herbert against the worst pass defense in the league is probably going to go nuclear. He's got all his weapons back. Like you said, Jerry, BMW, Keenan, all those guys, hoping for a little yeah. uh, Jerry Everett. And uh, probably get some some chig on the Tennessee side because it doesn't look like does not look like Burks is gonna gonna play this week from that nasty hit he took in uh, week thirteen. Bengals at Bucks, big matchup here. Bucks have got to start winning some if they still want to keep this you know disgusting lead in the NFC South here. Um, Tim, what are your thoughts on this uh, Buccaneers team? I mean, that's another thing that comes off pretty clearly. Tom doesn't want to be there. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I, I do I do think that divorce did did mess with him. I mean, that, that's, you know, he's 45, but 45 Tom Brady years is not 45 normal years. Um, it's just, they're, they're old, too. I mean, they're all... Yeah, what, they're terribly you know, old. Rashad White, I mean, who's notably fantasy-wise that's, that's young... Um, yeah, I mean, even, even Godwin's probably what 28 now. I would say so. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, Mike Evans, I got all excited about Mike Evans last week with, you know, that 60 yard touchdown and they, you know, call it back by a hold. That, yeah. that didn't <laughs> used to happen in old Tom Brady days. That hold was not yeah. a thing. And now it is. I think so it's safe to say just, Tom won't be back next year. Um, I think we're in San Francisco. We've been That's saying that for five games. San Francisco would be interesting. Um, be very interesting to see them bail on, on Trey Lance. But could happen. You know, there was Rodgers talk to San Francisco. Both, you know, Bay Area boys. That's the narrative. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you never know. Bengals look amazing right now. Some um, interesting things with T. Higgins kind of being just kept on the sidelines last week. And uh, I know Tyler Boyd's got a finger injury. He is, um, I think, week to week with a with a finger. Jamar Chase looks every bit of the elite player he was before the hip. So, uh, very anxious to see what they can do. Um, 
you know, with the, the limited pass catchers they have left. Uh, Sunday night game, Giants at Commanders. This game's stupid. Uh, Saquon's got to play, like, the best run defense in the league for whatever reason they are. So it sucks to have Saquon right now after the big comeback year he had, and now he's fizzling out. And he's got to play the Washington Durs on Sunday night. So I'm not – I'm guessing I'm not going to get a bunch from Barkley this week, but hoping for the best. I don't know. Terry, I guess, is going to be – yeah, Terry will be a really nice start here. Bellinger had a, a decent game back. But, uh, uh, you know, Gibson and Robinson you could probably play. Other than that, it's probably – I'm surprised they didn't flex this game out, honestly, that – if they could have bumped Bengals and they Bucks here. They flexed it into the night game. Oh, yeah, they did. Why would they do that? I guess it is 7-5-1 and one and 7-5-1 and one in the... Um, well, it's the, a big market. The, the Giants are big market. Big market. DC, big market. And Maybe I, with this I think the winner of the game has a 90% chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So, and the other, and the loser is like 20 or 30, so it's yeah, big... I hope they tie again. Yeah, I hope they do tie again. It'll be like me and Tim. <laughs> I hope they yeah, or I hope me they and Tim. <laughs> I want to be that'd the be Giants. Two, two ties in a row. I don't want to be the Durs. If though. anyone could make a tie happen, it's us three putting that out into the <laughs> that's, universe. That's true. <laughs> didn't didn't Washington they played the Giants tied by and now they're playing them again, right? I believe so. Yes, yeah, correct. Is that right? Boy, if they tied again, that would really be something. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be oh, that's amazing. They should have um, just played both games straight. Just play yeah, eight should've. quarters straight. <laughs> they might still be playing. Oh shit! <laughs> All right, Monday night game, an epic battle of has-beens. The L.A. Rams at the Packers. So, Baker Mayfield, Jerry, what did we witness last week? Rocky came on the pod. Had no idea Baker was on the Rams. Said, oh, well, I think if he starts, they, they can beat the, who'd they play last week? The Raiders. Rocky called Baker yeah, Mayfield yeah. W. And uh, I don't know, Jerry, I quit Baker a long time ago, but it has me thinking. It has me thinking. No, I no, can't fall back it. into don't the trap. Back, but it's, you know. I can't fall back into the trap, but it's good to see him get that W. Um the Rams are horrible, but I do think that Van Jefferson and maybe Skoranek are plays this week. And uh, Akers yeah. has actually been running, you know, not so terribly. He still doesn't look good, but he's getting volume. He's scoring touchdowns. So I think there are worse plays out there. And obviously Christian Watson's a stud. Uh, still would be hard for me to start Rodgers, but you start Watson. Aaron Jones, I think, could have a, a monster game. And uh, Dylan, we'll see what happens with him. He's kind of had some good games as of late. I know Jones left early last yeah. week or the week before, but they had a bye to heal up. So that'll round out the uh, the game slate there and a uh, lot of games, a lot of games. So, so now we'll hear a word from uh, one of our sponsors, as usual. When your family is real hungry, eat in Abilene's. Special steak delivery from your friends in Napoli's. Happy in Napoli, 
Please, you'll be happy, happy in Nepalese. You'll be happy, happy, happy in Nepalese. Get some sweetheart wings and some pepperoni when you're real hungry with your family in Nepalese. Stromboli, calzone, get some Italian cuisine in Nepalese. Shout out to Napoli's Pizzeria, Jonathan and Stephanie. Some real gems of some human beings over there. So uh, we love you guys. Keep up the good work. And Tim, first of all, what'd you think of the jingle? It's probably your first time hearing it. It was my first time. I was was hoping for a live performance of it, but <laughs> it, uh, I'll take it. Sounded good. Yeah, he uh, he knows what he's doing there. And uh, secondly, I don't know if you've been to Napoli since um, John has owned the establishment, but regardless, what's your favorite thing you've had at Napoli's? I have not been there um, in a good while, but I have had it as recently as about, I want to say a month ago or so. Um, oftentimes my mom or dad will come help out with the kids sometimes and They'll often stop at um, Napoli's and get a pizza. Um, nice. My dad, my dad's a big Weber fan. Hell yeah! And uh, shoot the shit with John. Um, God bless John's heart for listening. My dad <laughs> talk to him that whole time, but um, I don't have a specific favorite thing. But I, I would eat my own flip flop if it was in John's sweet sauce. Yeah. So that's my thing there. I always, when my dad gets a pizza, I said, make sure John puts the sweet sauce on there and. He always does, and it is good every time. I stopped in last week, and uh, you guys will like this. So my dad started raising pigs again a couple years back, so he did that when we were younger. Um, So we, you know, they had to slaughter them last Thursday, and then we butchered them on Saturday. So I drove in early Saturday morning. We butchered the pigs, got all this, you know, fresh pork, got some shoulders, got some chops, real good stuff. And I uh, was on my way back to Monroeville. I was like, yeah, I'm going to pop into Naps and, and get a pie for the road. So put an order in with Webb, pepperoni, meatballs, and the sweet sauce. And I told him three minutes longer in the oven than usual because I, <laughs> I think they underdo them a little bit personally. So I went in. And I traded Weber a pack of pork chops and a pork roast for a large pizza. <laughs> I do like that. Straight up. He looked, and I didn't even that. think about it, but I brought him this pork in because I know he likes to barbecue and stuff. And uh, I just had it with me bringing some back. And he's just like, that's a good trade. One-to-one trade. I was like, all right, man, that sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. So it was a great pizza. I'm with you. The sweet sauce is super good. Um, Len said when he goes into Jacobson's to record, they'll get a living room calzone and LRC, but it's got sweet sauce in the calzone. Ooh. Yeah. So that sounded, uh, sounds really good. Yeah. I'm real intrigued by that. Yeah. Big time. Something about the contrast of like the spicy, salty pepperoni and that sweet sauce just kills. Mm hmm. Love it. So, all right. Now let's get into the Fantasy Funkhouse Stock Exchange. So, you know, earlier in the year it was easy when we didn't have, uh, or when we could trade players and, and talk about the trade value, but it's kind of evolved into just an open-ended forum of 
uh, you know, rest of the season outlook, who do you got questions on? Who are you confident in? I know Jerry's probably got some uh, tricks up his sleeve for some good questions. Um, he always does. But I think the big thing that I want to ask, I'll start off with, is who do you think at the end of the year, and I guess you could call it an MVP, I guess you could call it the biggest sleeper, whatever, but what player do you think will be the most common on championship teams? It's mm, a good one. There's always two to three players that are the most rostered on any team that wins a title in whatever league you're in. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Like, I think James Conner was one last year. Um, yeah, they pop out of the woodwork. So, um, I know I'm putting you guys on the spot, but who are you thinking? Hmm. When, you, when you asked that, Jalen Hurts came to my mind. Um, That's a good one. Yeah. Just because he, he was such a – I mean, where was he getting drafted in the beginning well, of the year? the Funkhouse had him collectively as the QB4 going into this year. So we were all over Hurts, but a quarterback not drafted super high. So, I, you know, I get what you're saying there. But I think that's I think that's going to be pretty accurate, Tim. I think he will be on a lot of teams like that. Yeah, I think the, the Bengals receivers pop out to me, Chase and Higgins. Just they they're so consistent. Surprise players. I really like uh Zonovan Knight going yeah. forward for the playoffs. Um that's I I have a lot of uh I was looking at the running back schedules coming up and looking at some of the guys that have real favorable matchups and then some of the guys that have tough schedules. Yeah, I think I know Derrick Henry has got a cake schedule. Um he usually yeah, does. Yeah, he's, he's one of the ones. Yeah. So that'll be. Yeah, I have Henry. He, Henry plays the Chargers, the Texans, and Dallas. Yeah. And, it, it's. I mean. Yeah. And Dallas, I mean, they have a great defense, but their run defense is not nearly as good. It's like middle of the pack. Um, no. it, it's right. their overall defense and their pass rush that really, um, you know, kind of solidifies it for them. But uh, I think. Yeah. I think a big one is going to be Miles Sanders because he's literally a ninth or 10th round pick and is now a top 12 running back. I think he's like number eight or nine on the year in scoring. So I just think not that he's like this unbelievable stud top five guy, but at where you draft him, like Jerry in your league, I got him in literally the ninth round and right. just a shot in the dark. I had him last year and he was horrible for me. But I like the talent. Um, I like the pedigree, and just uh, you know, I had a. I, I knew the Eagles were going to be pretty good. I didn't think they'd be this good, but you want good running backs on good teams. And uh, I'm not a running yeah. back guy, Tim. I know you're not a running back guy, but <laughs> you still need to fill out a roster, and that's why you know I went kind of hero RB. I took McCaffrey at two. Didn't take another running back until I think Damian Pierce, like round eight, and then got miles and nine so obviously it worked out for those guys but um when you get a guy that late and he produces like that your, your odds of the, making the playoffs just go through the roof like right. a josh like jacob like situation josh jacob. Yeah, exactly right. yeah but what one thing with him is he has he has a tough schedule remaining so he's got the pats the steelers and the bills to finish out the year it's not ideal for uh, a, a running back but yeah, and the Raiders uh, just suck. Definitely helped get you to the 
to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And the Raiders just suck. So it's not like game script is going to be a thing. But, hey, I remember last week saying on this pod, Jerry, how could game script be in the favor of Damian Pierce? But it was the entire game, and he played a great game. And now he's out for a few weeks. I know he, he hurt his ankle. He's got a high ankle issue. But um, he did great yeah. for me all year, and, and I was pumped to have him and um, never thought yep. he could really do that good. Yeah, I mean, he's he was a big part of the reason I made the playoffs in Sanctuary, having yeah. him as my RB2 when I lost Javante early on. Yeah. So he was think, definitely a savior for my team. I think another big one is going to be Zeke. Now, Zeke started the year off really bad, but – He's surging lately. He's had like, I think he's averaging like 16 PPR points over the past like six weeks. So um, it, it's, I think they just figured the out how to use him. Yeah, they don't, they don't have to use him as a workhorse when you got Pollard, who's obviously more explosive and, and more talented at this point in their respective careers. But um, if you hung on to Zeke and, and kind of rode that wave, I think he's an easy plug and play RB2 rest of the year. And, that's the thing with Dallas. They're so good. Game script's going to be in your favorite. He scores so many touchdowns. Um, he, he's got to be locked in. Yeah. Uh, who do you, who comes to mind for you, Tim? Anybody else besides, besides Hertz? I, w- I would say Travis Kelsey. I mean, obviously I, I don't know if you're looking for like deeper round selections, but the reason I say Kelsey is he's such an advantage at the tight end position versus everybody else. Yeah, he is. So as, as long as you didn't draft, you know, players that got injured and had three or four of them and you have Travis Kelsey on your team, you're you're probably in pretty good shape because I, I, I saw an article that it was kind of suggesting as Travis Kelsey could be a number one overall selection next year um, because of the variance between, as far as fantasy points go, between him as tight end one versus tight end two. And um, yeah. I know Mark Andrews was hurt and all that good stuff, but there's just such a big gap there. Um, yeah. But if you have him and have half a brain and, you know, had some luck on your side with, with injuries, you're probably in pretty good shape if you have him. Yeah. And that's a good point yeah. with the rest of the tight end landscape. If you think what the rest of those guys did is Kelsey was Kelsey all year. He might've had a couple games right around eight to 10 points, but Maybe two at max. He had two separate games with three touchdowns, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Several with multiple touchdowns. And who's the number two tight end? Mark Andrews, who, like you said, Tim, hurt his shoulder. Hasn't been nearly the same player since. Like, a shell of himself. Whether that's injury-related, performance-related, team chemistry-related, coaching-related, what have you. Who was drafted third? Either Kyle Pitts. We all know that story there. Waller, who's just getting off IR and wasn't good before that, or Kittle, who Kittle. is kind of coming on lately, but he's still pretty boomer bust. Um, you got to think Kittle's the yep. T tight end two rest of the way with the other guys banged up. I I certainly don't trust Andrews. Uh, you probably got to play him, but no. then Goddard got hurt. Ertz tore his ACL. It's amazing what happened to all these tight ends. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, usually from my perspective. The teams that win, and I'm with you that Kelsey could be worth a, a first-round pick, a first-overall pick, but it seems like the trend I see every year. It's every league that I'm in, the person who wins has a, first of all, amazing luck with injuries. That's number one. It's all, fantasy is 90% luck, and we all know this. If you, if you hit the jackpot with your lack of injuries, 
And then you find a TE diamond in the rough of, uh, I'm trying to think of who it was last year, was just like this amazing tight end, probably picked up off waivers. You know what I mean? That just seems right. to be a trend that I see. Like Jacobson, two years ago, three years ago when he won, he had like Waller. He had two other like top five tight ends that he was just playing in a flex yep. spot. And yeah, it's good to play them in your flex, but you're also keeping them out of other people's lineups. So I think that late round tight end that you can get is just like super valuable if you can cash in on that, um, depending on, you know, your injury luck and, and all that other stuff. So I think it's yeah. a great point about Kelsey, though. All right. Uh, Jerry, you got something you want to throw out at us? Um, I just for the listeners, I just want to highlight some like I was saying with the running backs I was looking at um, some that have good schedules, some that have tough schedules that you might want to temper your expectations. But the five that popped out to me that look great for playoffs, uh, we already mentioned Derrick Henry, Chargers, Texans and Dallas. Uh, after that, Zonovan Knight, he's got Detroit, Jacksonville, and Seattle. I mean, unbelievable schedule to finish the year for him. He looks very explosive. That's why I, I really think he's a, a sneaky one and could be a, could be a league winner for somebody. Um, Jonathan Taylor, he's got Minnesota, Chargers, and Giants. Alan Kamara, Atlanta, Cleveland, Philly. In Dobbins, uh, even though you know he just came back, he had a good week last week. He does have a great uh, remaining schedule: Cleveland, Atlanta, and then Pittsburgh. Um, some guys I noticed that had tough schedules, uh, some big names: Mixon. He's got Tampa Bay this week, then the Pats, then the Bills. That's very tough. Uh, Jacobs. He's got Pats, Steelers, Bills, James Conner, Denver, Tampa Bay, Atlanta. And then the last one I, I, I noticed it's pretty tough as well is Chubb. Uh, he plays the Ravens this week, then they get the Saints, and then the Commanders, who you mentioned, their defense is looking really good right now. Um, so just uh, just to call out of some names that, uh, I mean, I don't think, like you said, it's at this point in the year, it's, you're, you're not going to be able to go out and snag any of these guys or make trades or anything, but just some expectations. I mean, if Zonovan Knight is somehow still out there, go snag him immediately. But uh, just to call out on some good schedules there. Very nice. Timbo, you got something you want to throw out for us? Yeah. Um, so in, in your stock exchange segment, I, what, I, what I would say, and this is really, you know, to, to spin it fantasy-wise, I, I put – I don't know if you do this or not, but I'm, I'm buying a head coach. Um, and, and I'm, I would say more keeping him as Mike McDaniel. Nice. I know you're Matt, nice. you're, you know, you're talking about the dolphins don't look so great lately. Yeah. Tell me that about guy, Mike. He is too smart and knows what he's doing too much to, um, not get that figured out. Now this week in Buffalo, you know, the coldest game two has played. I, I wouldn't expect a huge week, Yeah, but you're probably thinking if you have Tua, you're probably thinking, oh man, is there somebody else? Is that going to hurt Tyreek Hill? Is that going to hurt Jalen Waddle? Their core of running backs, it won't. Mike McDaniel will get it figured out. He's like I said, you know, way too smart and knows what he's doing. I think he's one of the few coaches, um, you know, a handful of them that actually knows what he's doing. And I'm sure you've probably seen those sound bites of him, you know, saying like, oh, we should pass every play this, this drive. I'm sure you saw that. Yeah, they did pass every play that drive and they scored. Um, 
he gets that, <laughs> you know, yeah. as far as throwing the ball and throwing to your best players. That's, that's something that I think teams have not figured out yet. And I, I Derek Carr comes to my mind. <laughs> yeah. Devonte Adams had three catches last week. Yeah. That should only happen Insane. if Devonte Adams breaks his ankle in the first quarter. Yeah. It's you weird because some weeks he has 20 play. targets. You, yes, exactly. Josh Allen throws the ball to Diggs all the time. Yeah. Shocker, the Bills are good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when the, the when the Dolphins were winning a lot, throwing the ball to Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle a lot. Shocker, they're good. Joe Burrow throws the ball to Jamar Chase any chance he gets. Shocker, they're good. Yeah. I think Dallas should take it. Dallas should take uh, some of that criticism because the CD Lamb usage is weird. I mean, they're still winning games. They're a very good football team, but Lamb should be getting twelve to thirteen targets a game, without question. Yeah, yeah you yeah. throw, you throw. And notice, I'm saying throw. You know my thoughts on running backs. Yep, yep. Throw the ball to your best players. It's not that hard, but teams make it very, very <laughs> difficult for some reason. Well, the Mike McDaniel. Love is music to my ears, and uh, yes, I'm thrilled to have him. And I actually just saw a clip from, uh, it was on Bleacher Report, and he's walking around practice right now with a shirt that says, I wish it were colder. So he's trying to kind of get in the the players' heads and have a little fun with it. So um, couldn't be more happy with the coaching selection there, and, and I agree, and he's here to stay. And I do think they'll get it figured out. I just... I question the defense a lot for a playoff run. Uh, I don't have any faith in Xavier Howard or the secondary. Um, getting Chubb from Jerry's Coes is huge, but, um, you know, I think, I think they'll figure it out. So, mm-hmm. good stuff. Um, one, one thing that I wanted to throw in is that I saw a little tip today that I never thought about. So, um, we all try to find the edge, the advantage week to week, however we can get it. And something that's, you know, a a very popular technique is to, um, on your, you know, a Thursday night game, if you got a guy playing on Thursday night, put him in your wide receiver slot or your running back slot, get him out of your flex. So if something happens to another player throughout the weekend, you have that flexibility. It's a flex spot to play around with your lineup a little bit. So smart thing we're to do, uh, arrange your players, you know, Running back, running back, the earliest ones that are playing. Put them in those slots, and then you have your flexes freed up. But something I saw this week, which I never thought of before, and very interesting, is that if you have a bye this week, you should bench all your players. Because if one of them gets hurt, they're locked into your lineup, and you can't drop them. So somebody tears an ACL, and you want to cut them and try to pick up a guy that's playing like a 4 p.m. or or you know, uh, the Sunday night game, you can't do that because they're in your lineup and they're locked. So never even wow. thought about that before, but a nice little tidbit to, to get a little bit of an edge and, and hopefully that nobody would have to do that with one of their active players. But it's tempting to fill that roster out, especially with your highest projected players and, and roster bait and have it look all sexy and everything on your bye week and you're riding high. But it sounds pretty smart to me. Yeah, it does. That's I, I never thought of that either. That's yeah. what a what a nice little Easter egg there. And a lot of robin a eggs. A bit of gamesmanship, but that's how you win, right? Yeah. A lot of robin eggs in the uh in the funk house here, so um that's why that's why they keep coming back to listen every week, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obvious 
to shout out Burger Daddy Food Truck, Brandon slinging them beautiful patties. Uh, haven't got an update on him in a while. He's in a, a playoff run right now in in two leagues. You know, the league me and Jerry are in with him um, and our, our other keeper league. So uh, he, I know he's got his hands full. Also, shout out to Mocha Mama and his wife, Janae. I know she's got some little gift baskets and stuff right now, right in time for Christmas. So don't be afraid to check them out on their socials and uh, tell them the champ sent you. Also, if you're at the going to the winery at Wilcox, you know, right usually where Burger Daddy parks and, and very close to Napoli's, um, talk to Steph at the bar and tell them the Funkhouse sent you, the Champ sent you, and, and they'll hook you up with a free flight of wine to try. So some one-ounce pours, um, big fan of that, and uh, thank you, Steph. We appreciate it. So get into the smashes of the week. And uh, not a good one last week for, for me, Jerry, or for Rocky. I'll tell you that right now. Um, <laughs> first of all, Rocky came on here, and I'd be remiss for Chris Johnson if I didn't come to his aid. So this twice this year that we've had people confu- confuse sanctuary teams for other people. Rocky said that called Chris out for not sending his lineup and all this stuff, and it was Glock, but Glock's name is Swizzlestick. <laughs> And Chris's old team was CJ Swizzlestick. So, he, yeah, that's that was old conundrum there. So that wasn't Chris. So Rocky called him out for nothing. And then Rocky jinxed himself. We said, well, Kyler sucks and all this stuff. And he's like, well, I'm going to ride Kyler to the title in Sanctuary. Well, you rode him to not even making the playoffs because you're in seventh place, buddy. <laughs> I loved that. And um, what else did Chris want me to bring up? Oh. Well, the other thing is that earlier this year, Glock called me out for something in Sanctuary, and it was Billy, because my face is Billy's team picture. <laughs> so, a lot of confusion <laughs> in the Sanctuary, but... Uh, we really got to get that name straight. Yeah, now. yeah, all in good fun. I think it all comes back to our terrible commissioner, and he just can't run <laughs> a tight enough ship. So, Rocky's smashes will go down through at Dak. 284 yards, a tut, and two picks for 15 points. Not going to fly. Pollard, big game, 42 on the ground and a tut, and then four catches for 20 yards and another tut for 22 points. T. Higgins was Rocky's big smash of the week. Well, T. sat on the sideline and argued with his coach about playing time and came up with a big zero. And Danny Bellinger went three for 19 for Rock for four points. So, one smash for Pollard, and Tim, just so you're aware, the threshold for smashes is uh, quarterback's 25 points, wide receiver, running back are 15, and then tight end is 12. So that's okay. kind of what you're aiming for there. Um, mine weren't much better, but I did have Jared Goff, 330-3. and three. I can't believe Tyler didn't pick him up to play him against me. I, I really can't, but um, Goff going off, that must be what Goff is short for. But it is, it, it has to be. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, he's playing the Jets this week. We'll see. I play against him, so I hope he cools it. But I had uh, Jim Cook of the Buffalo Bills with one point, um, not a <laughs> smash to say the least. Uh, Christian Kirk, five for 45 for nine points, didn't get it done. And Noah Fant had zero and um, one target. So a bad week, and I know I reached for a few of these, but that's the name of the game. Right. 
Uh, Jerry, how did you do? Uh, not great either. Uh, I had Gino at QB. He did do good. He was QB seven on the week. Uh, with no Walker in the lineup, they were just completely bailed on the run game and just threw it a million times. So he had he had three touchdowns, what really got him his points, 264 and three touchdowns. Um, at running back, I had Pacheco. Uh, I picked the wrong running back in that on that team. Uh, he did have 12 points. He had 70 rushing yards and two catches for 20 yards. But McKinnick was the McKinnon was the the guy this week. Uh, wide receiver, I had Godwin. He went five for nine for 54, resulting in 10 points. Uh, the Bucks just got smashed by the Niners. No one really performed well on that offense. And then I had Dolchich uh, for tight end. He had seven points, three for 42. It was all Judy that game. So uh, one out of four for me. Another, uh, it was a tough week. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's what I got as well. So seems to be a trend. But I can guarantee this week, four for four, away around the table, as we say. Lock them in. So, Tim, you're going to do the honors. Why don't you start us off the quarterback and, and let us know why you're smashing? Okay. I am um, I'm smashing Trevor Lawrence. Um, and I'll tell you why. Because I know he had a big game last week, and I think that means he's got to figure it figured out. Um, as far as what Doug Peterson's doing down there with him, I think confidence is big with him there. This is a, like, it's kind of a weird big game with Dallas. And I, you know, Micah Parsons coming off the edge, but Trayvon Diggs, like we talked about, is overrated. So he'll be overrunning every play and he'll be God knows where when he's supposed to be somewhere else, maybe luck himself <laughs> into a pick somewhere. And everybody thinks he's the defensive player of the year. But um, I like what Trevor Lawrence is doing there. I like what Doug Peterson's doing there. And I think that that's probably going to be, you know, two or three smash burgers. From Trevor Lawrence this week. Nice. I was very close to double smashing that, Tim. Very close. But I didn't. Jerry, who do you got? I'm going to take his opponent this week, Dak. Um, Like you said, the Jags are starting to look good. I think they're going to give the Cowboys a harder time than people think. And that's going to cause Dak to have to pass the ball a little bit more. And uh, I think it's going to be a high-scoring bout. So I'll take Dak. Nice. Very good picks. I'm going to take a fairly obvious one I already mentioned, Justin Herbert against the Titans. That past events is fucking brutal. It is so bad, and the weapons that Herbert has, um, it's going to be a bloodbath, I think. I'm not saying they're going to, like, dominate, win the game, because Tennessee and Vrabel's just so good at at keeping the ball and, and racking up time of possession. But, yeah, I think Herbert's a lock for... Over 300 yards, probably three tuts, I'm going to say. So we'll bring it back with a running back. And again, one I already mentioned, guy who's had a a tough, you know, sled for the last couple months. But uh, Mark Ingram on IR and Alvin Kamara, I think, is in very good shape to be the overall RB1 this week. And I'm going to say it, Jerry, three tuts. (laughs) Three touchdowns. And I think I'm going to throw a little something on FanDuel for him to score three this week. I like that. Uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to chase the points from last week. I'm going to go Jarek McKinnon. Uh, I picked the wrong guy in the backfield last week, so I'm going to switch it up and go with the other Chiefs running back. They play Houston, um, so I think it's going to be an absolute blowout. And, I, I mean, I think Pacheco could have a good game too, but I think McKinnon, he'll score one on the ground. He might catch another one too. All right. I like it. 
Tim, hit us with a running back. My running back is uh, Deontay Foreman. Okay. Kind of weird because I know he's in a running back by committee, but his opponents, the Steelers, um, they can't really stop the run. And if Foreman gets to Devin Bush, consider that over. Uh, Deontay Foreman, several years ago when he was with Tennessee, had a big game against the Steelers. He's the exact type of running back the Steelers have never been able to stop as far as I've ever seen them play. He's big. They just can't stop that type of running back or any running back for that matter. But uh, <laughs> give me Deontay Foreman um, over 100 and at least one touchdown. Nice. I love that. Nice. Foreman looks great. He is a tornado of knees and elbows similar to uh, playing backyard <laughs> football with Nolan Greave. Uh, back up master grieve dunk. yeah up master grieve dunk but just all fing- bones fingernails and teeth and elbows and d- just the guy you don't want to tackle so no you don't. Um, i love that uh and then start us off with a receiver tim uh my receiver and i do want to caveat this a bit um mike white is playing right he is yeah well white mike okay. is playing yeah white mike is playing as long as he is, I thought I saw maybe he might be hurt or sick or something, but as, as long as he's playing, I'm smashing Garrett Wilson. Oh, um, I was close to that too. To what I was talking about earlier, Mike White is aware that you throw the ball to your best player. <laughs> Zach Wilson had no clue. Throw the ball to Garrett Wilson early and often. He'll be open. Even when he's not, he's open. Throw the ball to him, smashing Garrett Wilson. I love it. Music to my ears. Very close. Very close to smashing um, Garrett Wilson this week, but I didn't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand back again. And uh, Jerry, who do you got at receiver? I'm gonna take uh, Chris Olave. Um, he plays Atlanta this week. Uh, the last time they, he played them was Week One, and, he, and he's a completely different receiver since then. Uh, I think him and Kamara are just gonna absolutely light up the Falcons as they struggle to find their way with their new QB at the helm. Um, yeah, I really like Alave this week. Nice. We love Alave every week. All right. Yep. My receiver, I'm going to go with maybe someone you wouldn't think, but I think a lot of the attention, uh, tomorrow is going to be on DK. And I think Tyler Talkett, I think Tyler Lockett gets loose for at least a score somewhere around 75, 80 yards. And uh, this is this is just a game. He usually plays well against the Niners. Such a game that he would dominate because of the attention on DK Metcalf and potentially um, the run game in Ken Walker. So I love Lockett this week, and uh, he's going to have a big game. And then finishing off here with a tight end, I think it's a layup here. It's David Njoku. Um, he, it, it's... Amazing to watch Njoku play football because he's, like, so good. And this is, what, year five or six? And the Browns stole him off Pittsburgh. I'm sure you remember that, Tim. But it was the pick right before the Steelers, and they were basically a lock to take him. And Cleveland just snagged him right there. So this is the first year they've really used him in a a feature role. And uh, Watson needs those playmakers. And he didn't throw a ton to tight ends when he played in Houston, but he never really had any. And yeah. I, I think Njoku at this point is a better player than Poopy Koopy, Amari Cooper. Um, and, and DPJ is uh, a nice ascending player and I think could be a really nice wide receiver too. 
in the years to come. Um, NFL-wise, not fantasy, but I think he will produce in fantasy. But I just think Njoku is elite and will probably end up being drafted around where Kittle Waller did um, this year. So I love Njoku and uh, smash it. Jerry? Um, I'm going to take, I'm going to chase some more points here. Uh, we mentioned him earlier, how annoying it is. Uh, Evan Ingram in the past two games, he has 16 catches for 192 yards and three touchdowns. Um, last week, obviously boosted up those numbers, uh, but he's getting targets. Um, so I think if you're in tight end trouble and he's available, you could snag him. They're going to play. We already talked about this Dallas matchup. I think it'll be high scoring. Um, He's not, you know, the most trustworthy guy, but he's on a trajectory right now of being one of the main pass catchers. So uh, it's an option. I love it. All right, Timbo, bring us home. Uh, And rightfully so, kind of full circle here. uh, I'm smashing my new friend, Chig. Nice. Nice. I I think they found something there that they like, and uh, I think he'll keep rolling and, you know, hopefully Derrick Henry doesn't put it in the end zone before they have a chance to throw it, but I'll smash Chig. All right. I love it. Bring it home. There you go. Automatic studs in your lineups. Get them in there. There's 12 of them. You know, we didn't double smash. We wanted to give you guys 12 nice fresh ones for this week that, uh, you know, we'll we'll stake our claim of the show on them as we do every week. And you can take it to the bank. So... I would be remiss if I didn't uh, give a little RIP in peace to uh, Coach Mike Leach. Uh, We lost a a good one this week. Tim, I know you're a a Leach guy. I've had several conversations Mm -hmm. just about how funny of a dude he is, and um, it was a big loss. You know, I think a lot of people are really, you know, heard about this one. I didn't realize how bad the heart thing was. Uh, I talked to a guy at work, and and he read an article that said it was a lot worse than, than... coach really let on but uh t's and p's out to the leach family and uh pretty much you know everybody that he's kind of been a a part of their life and and football are off the field so um, big fans in the funk house here and uh the living room of of mike leach and um that was a tough one so gotta throw that out there and uh you know lastly you guys can find us on the socials at Living Room Champs, at LRC Pod on Twitter, and uh, Tim, you know, I know you, I know you, uh, you give us a follow on Instagram. Don't be afraid to hit that like button. You know, give us a little, give us a little something. You know, <laughs> butter our like yeah. butter Let's our a bread a little bit. You better put put something good out. This isn't a chi- this isn't UNICEF. This isn't trick or treat for UNICEF, Tim. <laughs> All right, good deal. And with that said, that'll wrap up week 15. Good luck, everybody. And uh, to those of you on by, enjoy the week off. Rest up. Get your guys ready. And uh, we'll see you back here next, well, we'll air it probably Friday, but we'll record it next Wednesday with a very special guest, Gelfand Island. So for my co-host, Jerry Two Chains, and Timbo Slice, thanks for coming to the Funk House, and good luck.
Thank you.